This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. We understand that the journey as a supporter isn't always smooth sailing, but rest assured you're not alone. There's a vast network of fellow fans who share your passion and may be experiencing similar challenges. Honesty is key in any relationship. If your friend asks you how you are feeling, tell them honestly. If you're going through a difficult time, let them know. Opening up about how you are feeling can really make a difference. After all, they are your mates for a reason. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. It's time to find your lucky pants. It's time to do all the rituals that you usually do before a Saturday afternoon game, but only those that have worked because, of course, we are superstitious. It's time to make sure the shirts are washed. It's time to make sure those scarves are ready to be hung outside the window as we drive down the motorway heading for Wembley Way. The big day is nearly here and here's how we got there. Bowery, 40 from goal, Bowery, he's put Reese's clean through, it's Reese's who scores! Reese's plus Manfield Town, 1-0! Murphy in the area, onto his left foot, Murphy, Bowery! Makes it Manfield Town 2! Northampton nil. A break still going. Knocks it in towards the middle. Northampton inside the stage box. Shot. Goal. Northampton back in the tie. Four for Aikens. Needs to find a pass. Here is Stephen Quinn. Oh, Stephen Quinn will be onside. Three though. He's onside. Roll it towards the finish. Get it in. So it's Port Vale, the team that wait for us at Wembley, but can the Stags get past a few of their old faces and make it into Skybet League One? The last time Manchester Grace Wembley was the 2011 FA Trophy Final. Hopefully this time there's not heartbreak at the end. The last time Mansfield graced a playoff final themselves was 2003-2004 in Cardiff. Please, I beg, nobody chip a penalty. The last time the Stags achieved promotion to what is now League One was 20 years ago. And the last time the Stags won at Wembley was the Freight Rover Trophy Final 35 years ago. Hopefully some of those lucky elements can outweigh the negatives and send the Stags into League One. We're all excited. We can't wait for that final day on Saturday. We've experienced the highs. We've been through the lows on this roller coaster ride of emotion. It's led us to one more game, one more podcast, one more moment of hope. This is the show for the fans and by the fans. This is the Mansfield Matters podcast. It's the final playoff preview show as we walk down Wembley Way.
Well, good evening and welcome to the Mansfield Matters podcast, the show for the fans, by the fans. Hope that you're all doing well. A little bit of a different scene for you if you're watching the video version of this. Yes, we're all together. I think for the first time, probably this season, I would have thought. First time ever, I think. Yeah. Everyone bar, all of us, everybody bar. bar Nathan. So Nathan can't be with us uh, tonight. Uh, Nathan's got um, uh, some business to do, so he's un- unfortunately unable to uh, join us. But uh, Clive's here. Good evening. Let's have a little test of the old microphone. Good evening. Uh, good evening, Craig. Good, e- good evening, everybody. Good evening to Mr. Wilson as well. Good evening, K- Craig. Good evening, everybody. And Cam Felton's here as well. We managed to drag him away from Holly Oak, which you can tell we're at Wembley on Saturday. I don't even think that was, is worth an answer, to be honest, lads. I don't know about you. But... <laughs> Yeah, it is. No, no, it's not. Remember, please remember to speak into the microphone, please, gents. I know it's uh, difficult to that we, we forget that we're live when we're uh, sat here talking, but if, for people at home to hear us, we need to use the microphone to my phrase. I know, I know. It's all good Wasn't fun. Any. That's it, absolutely. Uh, right, keep your comments uh, coming in. Get involved with the show tonight and have your say on your team. hope that you can hear us uh, okay and uh, that you can see us all right as well. We've, uh, like we said, done this one out in the garden. Um, it was supposed to be nice and sunny and warm today, but there's a few clouds overhead, so it's uh, it's not always the greatest. And we've also, uh, pre-warning as well, we've got uh, podcast dog Harry in the background as well. At some point, may bark and just run into shot and drop a ball at our feet. So uh, uh, so there we go. Uh, right, let's uh, start uh, with you, Clive, on, on the end. And uh, uh, obviously a big, big day on uh, Saturday afternoon and uh, some added responsibility for you as well. Yes, I'm a bus conductor. For the SSA, I'm, I'm the counter on and the counter off. Which one are you, Reg, Var- Reg Varney? Blakey, which one are you? I'm Blakey. I hate you, Butler. Get that, Butler. I think it's going to be madness. There's hundreds of buses going from all sorts of places. And uh, it's it'll be a miracle if we bring back the same number of people collectively as we take down. Yeah, it certainly will. I've, I've got full faith in you, though. Absolutely full faith. Uh, Alan, I'm going to come to you. Obviously, Saturday, a huge, huge day. Um, no, 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 it's, leave it's fine. Yeah, yeah, it's fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. You, just, you just need to make sure that you're nice and close to the lips, mate, if you don't mind, please. Um, Alan, I'm going to come to you. Um, Saturday, a huge, huge afternoon for the Stags. Who'd have thought that would have ever been at Wembley Stadium? I know it's really good. I'm really looking forward to the afternoon and all the atmosphere and everything else that goes with it, Craig. And I think uh, it'll be nice to see Mansell and Port Vale because it's two very similar teams, in my opinion. You know, they both like to get it down, pass the ball, play football. And I think, to be fair, it should be, hopefully, an entertaining game. Yeah, I'm really looking forward to it. Come a big, big opportunity on a big stage as well. I'm really hoping Darrell Clark's comments come back to bite him. Obviously, earlier this season at the one call, he said Mansfield shouldn't be in the position that, that we are back when we were down down near the bottom of League Two. And, well, we're not there anymore, so let's hope that we can make him eat his words and uh, get the job finished. Yeah, just need to turn yours down a little bit. You're a little bit too close to the mic, you see. Alan and Clive need to be close to the mic. You don't need to be so close to the mic. There you go. I know, absolutely. Just move it a little bit further away from there. This is what happens, by the way, when you don't do rehearsals. This is why we do stuff live and usually virtually it works. But it's all good. We're all we're on. I can hear us in my ears, so we're all good fun. Uh, right, uh, I'll come back down the line. Um, Alan, I'll start with you. You know, like we said, who'd have thought would have been there when we were in that position, second from bottom. But the mood around the camp week upon week seems to be one of optimism. And again, this week, I don't sense any tension in the air. I don't sense any nerves. 
I don't think you will, Craig, because I think that's one thing that Nigel Clough has brought to the table. The camaraderie between the management and the fans, I have never, ever can remember seeing that before, as good as it is now. Because each, you know, each time he, he does the interview or whatever he's doing, he always mentions the fans. And I think, you know, even when we had that bad run, most of ninety nine percent of the fans, including all us four, five including Nathan, thought we'd get out of it. But you know, get out of it we did, and look where we are now. Yeah. One game from League One. Yeah, it's magical to see, Clive, isn't it? Just knowing what journey we've been on, and I don't know what's going to be the the best thing for me. I think it's just going to be, regardless of the result on Saturday, just making sure that we enjoy the occasion. Yeah, I think we have every chance to enjoy it because. We can't really lose. If we don't win, we've got another season in League Two, but it's going to be a, such an interesting league next year if, if we're still in it. Some real teams coming into it that we've not played recently, some new grounds to visit and some ropey old grounds not to see again. But clearly, I'd want us to be promoted if I've got the choice. And uh, I think we've every chance of winning the, uh, the final. On our day, we'll beat anybody in this league and, and on our day, we should have no trouble in uh, in beating uh, Port Vale. But I, I agree with Alan, Port Vale's a proper club, it's a proper team, it's a community club. They've gone through turmoil like we've been through in the past. They've only recently acquired new uh, owners who are you know, are caring about the club, so they're on a tra- trajectory. So, But let, let them carry on having their trajectory in League Two next year. <laughs> yeah, that, absolutely. It's an interesting one. Uh, what do you make of, of Port Vale as a side, Cam? Because for me, when the other semi-final was taking place, I think I said this in the last show, I would have preferred Swindon. Port Vale have got too many ex-Mansfield connections for me, which I think are destined to come back and bite us on the backside on Saturday. I think they're, they're obviously a good team. They were just very... Very lucky. and Now I'm too quiet, am I? No, no, just no, carry on talking. Good. I'll sort out with a wee knob. Don't worry about that. Um, family show. Um, <laughs> I think I think Port Vale in that second leg, they were very lucky because they they had a penalty turn. Uh, Swindon had a penalty turned down. Um, so it's like just before Port Vale scored. So they were very lucky. Well, now Benning that actually gave it, what should have given it away. The just officials were miles away. I don't know what they were, what planet they were on. So, They've got to think themselves lucky to be there. And as I think, when you're in the playoffs, you just need to... That bit of luck that you need to go your way. I think us and Port Vale, we've we've had enough go against us this season. Obviously, Daryl's been through what he has. And I think that's... For, uh, for the Port Vale, fell at a bad time because they were... Um, they were on some real run. And then, obviously, that's happened to Daryl. And it, it, it tailed off a little bit. And it's just been unlucky. And... Same with us, though. We we had a good start, and then we lose key players through injuries and suspensions, and then we're we're down at the at the foot of League Two. So both teams have done really well, and I think it's it's going to be a good game. I think there's there's a lot, obviously, a lot riding on it. It's going to be a good attendance, over thirty thousand guaranteed to already be there, which beats the last full attendance League Two playoff final between Tranmere and Newport. So it's going to be a cracking atmosphere. It's not hard to beat last year's total, though, is it? 9,000 something, but um, was it actually crowding last year's player final COVID Newport, season? Newport Morecambe, they're only about 9,000. I think they could have maximum 20, and by the time that you'd got guests, officials, players, this ah, okay, but yeah, there was attendance. But um, it's just gonna be a good occasion. The weather's supposed to be good, there's lots of fans going down. It's just been a cracking afternoon. It absolutely is. Get your comments in and have your say on your team. If it's the first time that you've joined us, welcome. If you're a long-time listener and viewer, 
Keep uh, keep Welcome getting involved. Back. Welcome back. That's the words I was looking for. Michael says, Blue and Yellow Barmy Army promotion operation. Come on, you stags. League one, here we come. Um, Chris says, how many tickets sold up today? Good luck. Can't wait. Um, I was asked this question earlier. I'm not sure that we've had a ticket update uh, today. Have we, Alan? Have you seen one today? Not that I know of. Last time I knew, it was just over 15,000. Yeah, that was uh, a couple of days ago, we wasn't it, Cam? about yeah. neck and neck with Port Vale. They'd sold... 15,400, yeah. Yeah, yeah. 15 and a half, so I think it will be about the same. So, Yeah, could do with an update. It'd be nice to have sort of daily updates to uh, to find out how many exactly are going. Clive, one thing away from uh, from, from football itself, from, from the game itself, that uh, has been quite a strong topic this week is the support shown to Port Vale manager Daryl Clark, ex-Stag. There's going to be a rapturous round of applause on the, uh, the eighth minute just to show our support for him following everything that he's been through uh, this season. Yeah, he's one of our own. I think, regardless of the fact that uh, he's had a, a personal tragedy to deal with this year, um, with a lot of respect for Daryl Clark for what he did for the club, um, and that um, that's something that I think we'll, we do in with any ex-player, ex-manager that's going through a difficult time. And I think uh, Daryl deserves. A round of applause. I think it's going to be in the eighth minute, isn't it, Craig? Yeah, it is. Yeah, because he used to wear number eight for us, didn't he? I think that's about right. I think I'm right in saying yeah, that. I don't know. Yeah, I can't remember that, him as a player, to be fair, before my time. Because yeah. I wondered that, you know, I, I didn't know what they, and then I realised, obviously, he did used to wear the number eight, and that's why they've picked number eight. But uh, I think time. it will be interesting. Yeah, before my time as well, actually. Just, only, only just, but before my time. Do you think time. the Port Vale fans know about this? They do, yeah. Yeah, yes, yeah. They, yeah. They, Everybody they does, yeah. On yeah. Their social media as well. Yeah. It's yeah. good, then. Yeah, I think it's a really good thing. Obviously, we should give the dog a microphone, to be fair. Harry, go and lie down. <laughs> Apologies, everybody. I did warn you at the top of the show that there would be a dog running around at some point. Um, Mark, I know. Mark says, uh, I wish Daryl Clark all the best, but I hope we beat them on Saturday. Up the stage, yeah, absolutely. It's all about you know showing solidarity um, within that particular minute and then focusing on the game itself. Now, interesting debate. Uh, Matt, who uh, incidentally only lives the other side of where we're broadcasting from. So we could have actually just watched it through the fence. Um, but, but there you go. We appreciate you logging on. Uh, it says, I saw Clough mention VAR as it's uh, being used in the playoff finals. I personally think VAR will favour the Stags. Too many wrong decisions against us this season, apart from the last game. Now, I can tell you that Nigel Clough isn't very happy about uh, having VAR in Clive. And uh, you can certainly see why, because his comments um, earlier this season were, you know, Sometimes with VAR, it's good to have it, but you've got to know what you're looking for. And sometimes referees don't know what they're looking for. It's going to be interesting to see uh, how it affects the game. Yeah, VAR's only as good as the people at the other end of it. Um, you've got your referee and his, his assistants on the field. But the real thing about VAR is the person that's locked away in a cupboard somewhere that adjudicates and, and steers the referee to make a or to reconsider decisions in some cases. And we've seen lots of cases where they've been over forensic about decisions to do with offsides and stuff. And it really shouldn't be about that. If it takes three minutes to figure out whether someone's offside, stick with the referee's decision, in my opinion. But it's interesting. We've got an Australian referee and he's been the best referee in Australia, Australian professional football for a couple of years now. And he's been brought up in a context of VAR, which is their leagues had for two years. So there was an interesting, uh, uh, um, piece of footage uh, on social media about the guy and it was really interesting to watch him and the man is completely at ease with the technology and more importantly completely at ease in dealing with people mm. dealing with players and that's good to see I think he's a bit more like a rugby official rather than a, a football official 
be interesting to see how the game goes. Yeah, certainly. Well, Alan, one thing which Nigel Clough mentioned was all about um, the standard in which they were refereeing the game to, because you know VAR's used at the top level. Therefore, are they going to referee to that level? AKA looking at every little niggle, looking at every little. Um, misplaced pass, looking at every run, looking at every goal, looking at every touch, almost over-analysing it and being sort of stop-start? Or is it going to be refereed to League 2 standard with VAR there in your back pocket? That's going to be the big the big difference. Well, I would hope it would be the latter, Craig. You know, VAR there in the back pocket, so to speak. But I do agree with Nigel about this because we've played 46 games where we've had the, you know, the normal refs and whatever. And like he said, in the second semi-final, I thought the ref did quite well. You he know, was one of the best we've had, com- I think. Compared to the others that we've had, you know, during the season and whatever else. But uh, I did agree with Nigel. I mean, why bother in the final? I can understand why they've done it, to get the decisions right. But same as you said, and same as Clive said, if he's more like a rugby referee, they should have more, you know, what's the word I'm after? They'll look after him properly, mm-hmm. you know, because they will listen to what he's got to say, hopefully. But the other point is from a playing perspective, Cam, as well. If you're going into that game knowing that VAR's there and you're not sure on how it's going to be refereed, you're going to be thinking, can I get away with this little nick and little niggle here? Have I got to sort of trim my game back a little bit? And it, it, that could disadvantage some players. I'm thinking more the, more the likes of Stephen Quinn, John Joe O'Toole, although to be fair, VAR's not going to stop you getting somebody in a chokehold. But yeah. you, get the, you get the point. It's all about those... The, the, the mindset of going into how you line up and how you start. Kieran Wallace is buggered then. Because there's only one way, there's <laughs> only one way that like, that poor lad can tackle and it's it's about knee high and, and taking the ghoulies out on the way, if I'm totally honest. It, it's not the best. But... That's a great challenge. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> but yeah, it's... Um... Just the right side of the law. Yeah, yeah. just. But it, that's the thing. When it becomes just, it's like how far... Because but this is what I'm trying to get it, across. That's when it comes. It, that's where VAR comes into question a lot with, with the top levels. Obviously, in Europe, they've had VAR for a lot, for a lot longer, and they've they've been able to implement it in the way that they want to. Whereas in the EFL, it's the first time it's ever been used. Why? Like, I understand it maybe for the Championship playoff final because VAR will be used in the Premier League, so it kind of makes sense that. They don't want someone to be there on uh, a referee mistake or whatever. And I get the point of they, they want to make sure that everything's done fair, proper and everything's to the book and nothing's missed and whatever. But it, it's not League Two. It's not League One. It's not going to affect us next season if VAR's used or not. They're on about bringing it into the championship. Either way, it doesn't bother us next season, so why use it in the final? Yeah, I think that's, that's the, the key thing for me. It's not been there all season. We've we've played that way, Alan, all season of not having it there. You know, there's an argument, actually, that if it was used in the semi-finals, we wouldn't actually be at Wembley because Reece Oaks' goal would have been analysed and he would have been marginally offside. Kieran Wallace Which would have one? been suspended. The first one is the opening Went goal. Offside. According to the... the the analyst footage on ah, Sky was marginally rubbish. offside. Rubbish. Uh, well, again, I'd, I'd be inclined to agree Look, with you. The, but the only decision that matters is the referee's decision. Yeah. And if the referee didn't call it offside, it was a goal. End of. Now, VAR, if it's got its weaknesses, it's going to be that they'll spend five or minutes or more looking at these borderline decisions and therefore disrupting the flow of the game. That's the downside of VAR, in my opinion. I think the... The very clear-cut mistakes that 
are always going to happen in the game. VAR, VAR is there to deal with those things. And obviously, goal line technology is very welcome. It would have been very welcome in Carlisle when mm. we played there. Yeah. So I think there's rough and smooth with this. It's going to be an interesting experience for both teams, and it is for both teams. So it, whatever the outcome, it should level out. Yeah, that's uh, certainly hope it, it it does, but it will have an effect on on the game in some way, shape or form. Let's hope, though, Alan, it's in a positive form. Apparently, though, Nigel Clough this week has had a uh, Premier League ref or somebody from the FA come down to talk to the players and give them an in-depth analysis of the use of VAR, the things they're looking for and things like that. So at least they'll have some knowledge going into the game. I just think it will be very interesting, Craig, that whether VR, you know, comes into play or whether it doesn't, you know, during the game. I would imagine it would somewhere along the line. But it'll be interesting whether us four or us five, including Nathan, are sat here at the end of the game thinking, damn VAR, you know, wish they hadn't bothered. <laughs> it'll just be interesting because it's something different, isn't it? You know, and like uh, you said, Nigel's had somebody down, a referee, and has explained everything that what will go off, you know. But I just, like you said, I hope it doesn't deter from what the player's normal game is. You know, them thinking, oh, I'm not so sure about that one. You know, let's do it. Do I what you norm- do what you normally do and let every- let VAR take care of itself. I don't think there's any way that Quinn will change his game. <laughs> Once that blue mist appears, he's there. His head's gone, he gets into it. And, and that's one of his strengths, but also clearly one of his weaknesses. <laughs> that's a six-game six suspension at the beginning of the season goes to prove. But I can't see how any player can change his game his game because of the risk of VAR adjudication. Yeah, it's certainly going to be an interesting one and we'll see how it uh, transpires on uh, Saturday afternoon at Wembley. Don't forget a four o'clock kickoff in that one. Well, earlier this week, I had the privilege of going down to the training ground to catch up with Nigel Clough, with Jordan Bowery and Reese Oates. We'll talk a bit more about Bowery and Oates uh, later on. Uh, we won't hear from them in tonight's show. If you want to hear those uh, interviews, go to I Follow Stags. But what we will do now is hear from the gaffer. Here's what happened when I caught up with Nigel Clough at the RH Academy on Tuesday. Well, here we are again. You do this every single week, and every single week we sort of say, Saturday's just another game. Is it the same this weekend? No, it's more than just another game. Uh, it has to be. Uh, it's, um, it's the sort of culmination of uh, 10, 11 months' work. And we have one game opportunity uh, to try and achieve our ambition that we set out to, to do at the start of the season. And, uh, if we lose, it doesn't mean it's been a, a poor season. It's been successful to this, to this point. But once you get to this point, all you want to do is win that last game. Yeah, and talking at this point, what's brought you to here? Because, of course, at one stage in the season, your side were second bottom, but it's been a phenomenal sort of roller coaster of emotions and a journey on the pitch. Yeah, a, a multitude of things, uh, but certainly the, the sort of keeping everybody together and every, everybody sticking together in that run. Uh, from the supporters, uh, from the owners, all the way down through the supporters. We talked about that one game at Northampton in the league where we were where we were very poor uh, and that's the only time really where there's been major grumbles the rest of the time I thought there was reasonable explanations to say this is why we are where we are and as soon as we get a few players back we'll win some games we improved the squad again in January that certainly helped us and we are where we are because of that yeah, of course, it will be a nice accumulation to the season. You know, you had a few days off the back in the last week, fully deserved as well. How's the, the mood in the, in, in the camp after those uh, days rest and enjoyment after what was a great night? Yeah, I think it's buoyant. Uh, I haven't seen too much of them, uh, but it's been, I think it's buoyant. Well, I hope it is when you get that victory over, win both legs 
in the semi-final, uh, and then you can't wait for Saturday. So that's the sort of feeling we want amongst the squad, and I, I think that I think that is present. Yeah, we saw all the scenes in the dressing room, singing "Walking in Memphis" and jumping up and down and dancing. What is it about this squad's character that's just kept them believing, even in that low point? Just the ability to stay together uh, and stick together uh, when we were having such a tough time. Uh, it's very. I think it would have been very easy for them to turn on each other. And sort of factors can be from the outside as well can turn on the players and the club, and that didn't happen. I think that all keeps the players together, and they kept believing as well uh, because they knew we weren't far away. And I think the way we finished last season, we played very well. We played very well at the start of the season for the first four or five games. So I think that gave us something to hold on to and said, listen, we, it's not as if we're saying this is what we want to do. We haven't done it before. And say, well, we did it at the end of last season. We did it at the start of this season. Come on, we just need a few players back and a win, and we'll be away. And of course, when Saturday comes, you can get swept up a little bit in the occasion. How important is it to get that out of the way? You know, get the taking the surroundings out of the way, get the nerves out of the way, and focus once that whistle's blown. That's all it's about, and uh, that's why to get everything. You know, one thing you do remember from cup finals and so on is people ask you for tickets and all stuff like this, and you want to get all that dealt with, uh, which we will do early in the week, and then really just concentrate on the game. And I, I think that's the key to it, and also. <laughs> You have to separate yourself from people going down for a weekend and having, oh, it's a great day out, we're going to Wembley. It's work. Nothing else, just work. Mm -hmm. And of course, the, the focus is to try and get to League One if, we, of course, we can. And Port Vale, the team that's standing our way, what have you made of them this season? A lot of ex Mansfield connections as well. Yeah, well, we've got three ex players uh, that we've had, you know, Estonia and Mal and uh, Harry Charlesley. Um, They've done, they've done very well for them as, as we would have expected. Uh, we improved our squad. It was sort of plus. Mal was said he was ready for a fresh challenge. You know, we wanted fresh goalkeepers in Mistoni and Harry Charlesley. Just wanted to go and try and play regular football that we couldn't offer him. We've got a very strong midfield area, uh, and he couldn't get a regular game. But all three of them will be. Uh, we shake hands with them, and you know, I think they've remained friends of the players in the club as well. So there's no certainly no animosity. Uh, between us, uh, Paul Bear brought in a lot of players. I think Daryl recognised last season. We beat them on the last day of the season, actually, uh, at Port Vale and played well. And I think he recognised that they need a big turnaround of players. They brought a lot of players in. But I think what he's done brilliantly is he's got them sort of gelled very quickly. Uh, and they've gone two different formations and they're a very formidable side now. And of course, in this season, the, one of the very few teams that you've not managed to take three points off, a draw at home and defeat away. What do you take away from those two experiences and those two games? Uh, how tough it's going to be to beat them, uh, because we played incredibly well at home, uh, so we did miss a pen, uh, but we still couldn't break them down. They defended magnificently uh, at the one call, and then at their place we got 1-0 ahead, uh, made a couple of errors and ended up losing 3-1. Uh, I think that those sorts of players in Garrity and Wilson certainly hurt you at any time again. Yeah, in terms of the way you guys will, will set up, it must be a difficult one for you this week because, of course, you want to try and stop them scoring goals. You did superbly well at Northampton in doing that. Which way do you, do you look at flipping the corner or do you just try everything you can this week and go with what feels right on Saturday? Yeah, it's getting the balance right. That's just getting the balance of the team. Uh, more than anything, we thought that was about right at Northampton for what we needed to do in the night. And this is a completely different game now, 10 days later at Wembley. Uh, big pitch. We have to get the formation and the personnel right. Yeah, and of course, they be backed by, at the moment, as we talk, 15,000 fans. We are expecting that to shoot up before Saturday. How key is it going to be to get that noise and make it almost feel like a home game? 
Yeah, well, I think they'll protect some of the numbers. So I think for a League Two playoff final, it'll be uh, it'll be a brilliant occasion. Uh, with well, it could be what fifty thousand there, with you know so on, which I think will be a uh, a, a good crowd for our level. Uh, there'll be a lot of noise, and uh, I hope. Well, I think they will at Wembley. Uh, the biggest thing is can stay off the pitch. Uh, we asked our supporters to do it, and they've respected that in the last uh, few games. And we're very, very proud of that. And when you see some of the scenes that's that have happened in the last couple of weeks, our supporters haven't set foot on the pitch. Uh, and we'll ask them to keep doing that because we're very, very proud of that. And finally, from me, regardless of what happened on Saturday in terms of result, how pleased are you in terms of the progress you've made with this club and setting them up for, for next season, whatever division that may be in? I think we'll we'll look at that after Saturday, but there is certainly a uh, a good case to, to look at that and say, well, we've come in 18 months, you know, from I think we were down near the bottom when we arrived. Uh, we dipped down there again October, November time, uh, and I think we've steadily been improving. Uh, I think a win on Saturday would obviously cement that and prove that to everybody. But we know we've improved, and either way, whatever league we're in, I think we're in, in good shape going forward. Thanks, Nigel. All the best on Saturday. Thanks, Craig. You're welcome, Nigel. You're welcome. And yes, I will be clipping that little bit up, bit up to use on the podcast next season. Uh, Nigel Clough there speaking to me earlier this week at the RH Academy. More from Nigel Clough. Uh, if you head to mansfieldtown.net forward slash iFollow, there's a good 25 minutes worth of Clough on there from the various journalists. I've never seen so many journalists. You know, it's funny how many people come out of the woodwork when you're at, at, at Wembley. So how many people sort of speak, spark their interest? You know, been inundated with messages from various media outlets this week asking us to go on their show or to, to go on their station. Who were you when we were playing Barrow away in, in you know, January time? Anyway, moving swiftly on. You can tell we're at Wembley. Uh, it's ex- so cynical, Craig. <sighs> well, I know. One word, bandwagon. Well, that's, well, I'm, I'm not saying anything. I'm not saying anything. Uh, let's uh, move swiftly on. Um, we heard a little bit from Nigel Clough there, although we actually didn't as a football because we were talking. Uh, but uh, I can briefly tell, tell you the, the notes of, of what he said, Clive. And that was that he's got an immense pride in his squad from where we are. But uh, he knows that um, whilst it is an occasion to play up at Wembley and to you know go and take in the stadium and things like that, he knows that he needs to get his players focused in that first five, ten minutes of that game because they've got a job to do. Yeah, but it's no different from any other game. The first five or ten minutes are so instrumental, especially with Mansfield Town. You know, we often say if if we we haven't conceded in the first 15 minutes, we're in a much better position because we're a stronger team after that point. We just have that odd mistake in us that tends to happen either at the beginning of the game or at the very end of the game. Thankfully, during the course of the season, those daft mistakes have been minimised. So it's, I think the, the players deserve to, to soak it up for a little while, but they've got to concentrate on their professional role, which is to play football and to compete. But uh, I don't know whether how many other players have played in Wembley games before. Some of them have, haven't they? Yeah, I think it's considerably less than what have been in playoffs before. I think we counted, didn't we, Cam, before the Newport, not New, before Northampton at home. That seven of that starting 11 had all had previous playoff experience. But in yeah. terms of finals, I think it'll probably be maybe 10, 20% at best at that. Oh, yeah, I think even... Um, I think it's, I think Bowery's won. Yeah, Bowery played for those that are down the road. That Yeah, and Oates was at Hartlepool last year, although it wasn't that, at Wembley, was it was at, at um, Ashton Gate. Ashton Gate yeah. City, yeah. Uh, Stephen Quinn, I don't know about playoffs, but I know he's played in the FA Cup final at Wembley, the Hull. Yeah, 
and semi-final for and semi-final for Sheffield United. Because Clough yeah. was manager, wasn't yeah, he? Was. So Clough's managed at Wembley before. Yeah, he mentioned that about leading them out. He doesn't. Yeah. You don't get to lead them out in the se- in the semi-finals yeah. at FA Cup. But so this is the first time he's leading the team out at at Wembley. So firstly, what occasion for the fans and the players? Going to throw that ball for the dog or what? He's winding right up behind you. But it's a great occasion for for Clough as well. I think as much as we go on about how the team's performed and the fans have backed and this, that and the other, I think it's credit to Nigel and the rest of his staff to actually get to where we are now because they've it, it's been a long haul and obviously they're the ones that have they've been they've been at the reins. They're the ones that can can make the difference at, at the end of the day. They can choose a team, make the subs, they can do whatever they like and and they're the one essentially they're the ones that have got us got us there in the end. It's his tactics and his selections that have got us there and He's got to be immensely proud of his players for for wake what waking up as such and, and actually playing actual football and playing the Mansfield Town way. Amazing what you do when you sign John Joe Tall. Alan, you were about to jump <laughs> halfway in, you know, halfway through that. No, it was only that. Uh, isn't it Hawkins that scored a winning penalty? Was yeah, it yeah. Wembley cup, as well. Cup yeah, final, wasn't that? Was, uh, yeah, checkered, I know it trade, wasn't obvious. Yeah, stuff but it's, I mean, it's still at Wembley and it's still a final, isn't it? Yeah. yeah so it I think it's. I, I was listening to the I follow. One, and you know what Jake was asking and what you were asking him, and I got the feeling that Nigel, you know, had all this business about oh, it's just another game like it's been before. Not this time. Mm-hmm. This is deadly serious, and he made that point quite clearly, quite a few times. And he said it. He even said towards the end that it would be using his subs, yeah, as well. Yeah, because it does zap it out of you when you play at Wembley on the big stage. That's uh, what he said. Nathan uh, has said, not our Nathan, drummer Nathan, um, deserves some excellent recognition as well for what he's done uh, this season. Managed to catch up with him earlier in the week. You'll hear that in the build-up on Mansfield 103.2 on Saturday, which incidentally, by the way, if you are heading to Wembley and you still want to catch the build-up, you uh, you can. You can even catch the commentary because we've been given uh, permission to uh, keep our stream on on Saturday, hey. which means that you can listen via the Mansfield 103.2 app. So if you sat at Wembley, and you want to hear me, Cam and uh, Lee Wilson screaming, you can do that with a pair of headphones via the Mansfield 103.2 app. Anyway, his comment, Clive, was uh, that fans have got to get behind the boys on Saturday. No negativity as that will reflect on the players. Now, all season long, there hasn't really been any negativity. Maybe about 1%, maybe when we were at Northampton away in the, in the league game. It's been very few and far between. But Saturday's going to be different because, and I mean this in the kindest respect possible, there are fans that won't have been since 2003 or fans that won't have been since the last time we're at Wembley fans that are literally just jump or ever literally just coming because it's a final at Wembley and all of a sudden they've found an old Mansfield shirt yeah they'll all be looking forward to seeing Liam Lawrence play I think we um... (laughs) I I can tell you just on a side note that somebody did did genuinely message a page that I uh, that that I admin asking uh, what time the coach leaves for Huddersfield what Tell you after. <laughs> but no, in all seriousness, there are going to be a lot of people there that haven't been part of this season's journey. Um, and they won't necessarily have that ingrained optimism that we've actually engendered this year. And it's credit to the fans because we've we've doubled more or less doubled our core fan base this year. And, and it's been built on the back of the sort of positiveness that in the past we've not enjoyed to a certain extent. Obviously, there's still the odd strange fellow on the terraces that finds fault in everything. But generally speaking, we've not had that swathe of bad feeling. And I think that's down to Clough as much as anything, because people have bought the Clough ideal. So I just think there's going to be some enthusiasm from those people who are peripheral to the, to the normal fan base. But that's good. It'll be the same for them as well. 
Yeah, absolutely. It'd be the same. Yeah, like you say, it'd be the same for Port Vale as well. But it is really key that you know we do sort of uh, stick on the the fans. Uh, you know, stick with the, the the players and sort of stay off the pitch as well. Talking of fans, let's talk Wembley merch. We love um, a bit of merch when we get to a big game, a big occasion. I remember in two thousand and three, I had one of the uh, Mansfield March on Cardiff flags and uh, a novelty T-shirt from the FA Trophy final as well. And the man with all the information is this man. So the club announced not long before we actually went on air the the arrangements for the merch for the, for the playoff final. Obviously, we we knew that it was going on sale tomorrow. Uh, the club have now announced that the club shop and also a pop up stall on Mansfield Market will be selling merchandise tomorrow. So the Mansfield Market club uh, pop up shop will be uh, nine am to four pm on Mansfield Marketplace. And then they'll be selling from the One Call Stadium in the club shop at 10 a.m. till 5 p.m. Uh, uh, T-shirts, flags, scarves available to purchase, uh, obviously blue and yellow. Uh, superstar speakers on Stockwell Gate will also be selling um, from 9 till 5, uh, Thursday and Friday. The Glitter Box accessories in Idlewell Shopping Centre in Sutton in Ashfield will also be selling merchandise Thursday and Friday, 8, p- uh, 8 a.m. till 5 p.m. Elliot Landscapes will also be selling from their uh, Blidworth office from on Emp- uh, from Enterprise Close. Uh, that's Thursday and Friday. That'll be uh, 6 a.m. till 6 p.m. They will also be selling on the day from 7 a.m. till 1.30. Uh, and then Sandy's Bar and Kitchen will be selling from 12 p.m. till 9 p.m. Thursday and Friday. Um, and then they will also be selling outside uh, directly to fans going on the coaches from the one call at 7am uh, tickets we'll come back to tickets in a we'll second let's tickets. talk merch Clive yeah. um, we've been quite critical of the, 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 the club in the past for perhaps not doing enough when it comes to merch and maximising the most that they can out of um, certain situations this time just listening to that they've got it absolutely spot on there are a number of venues at a number of times a number of different ways that people can get hold of it and you, you've got to give them a little bit of credit for that yeah, I don't see what else they can do. I mean, they certainly couldn't have preempted our appearance in the final. So until we actually got through last Saturday at uh, at Northampton, they couldn't set about buying merchandise in. And once they've got it in, then they've got a very small window to sell it. So to put it out to, to as many venues as they have is credit to them. Yeah, and it's it is incredibly hard. I mean, me and Cam have had previous, uh, you know, experience working in merch. Things don't just turn around on the on the click of a finger, Alan. Things do take time to order, to plan. Then you've got to look at stock levels and things like that as well. So I think it's been very, very well managed. And there's still, you know, tomorrow there's still a couple of days to go before Wembley. And of course, people when they're in the mood as well. The key thing for me was was what Cam said at the end there. The fact that. Those that are going on the SSA or leaving from one course stadium on, on on Saturday will be able to get some on the day because there will be people who go, you know, I'm right in the spirit. I could really do with a jester's hat or a, a flag or whatever. I think they've got it right. Yeah, definitely. And you can go all the way back to that evening with uh, Nigel and David Sharp. You know what he said about it, about the ticketing prices and the ticketing structure. It doesn't happen overnight. Well, they've managed to sort that out and that's uh, off to Mansfield and fair play to them because they've done a really good job. And like Cam said, with superstar speakers coming on board, Sandy's, 
it's all you know volunteer based a lot of it you know we're not obviously with the stags one but uh, people send it in sandys and whatever else and fair play to them i hope they do a really good deed on the day yeah i don't think there'll be much uh, stock left i'll certainly be going into mansfield town center tomorrow and uh, getting my hands on some merch uh, if I can, and sort of, uh, you know, getting a little bit of something. Although, Cam, you were saying about being a little bit superstitious, and you were saying that you would only get some if we were to be promoted. Yeah, I, I just don't know, because the last time I saw us at Wembley, I'd got uh, a scarf for the day, I'd got a flag, um, and it just, and then just the heartbreak. I just don't think I'd, I'd it just, it's just something in my head. I'm just thinking, I don't want to get into, something to as a memento for the day and then for us to go and and throw it away in the last minute i just don't want to jinx it or or any way shape or form so program that's different we'll get that as as media we'll we get, get that for free yeah exactly we get media but so we'll get we'll have that so that's a good memento if we lost that's fine i'm not bothered it'll still There'll be a photo of me, you, Lee, at Wembley. There'll be endless things that go on my walls at home. That's enough for me if we lost. I don't want a constant reminder of a great massive flag or a T-shirt or whatever or a, a scarf if we lose. Uh, I don't know if anybody... If you get my thinking, it's like I just don't want to preempt it's like It's like everybody's got different ideas. I mean, yeah. same as Craig says, people will be there. They'll have had their breakfast straight away. Oh, yeah, Sandy's doing breakfast. They'll be taking the kids on, you know, just before the board, probably Clive's coach, wanting a scarf, wanting a flag, you know. And it's just a, a good money-making thing that can only be good for Mansfield Town. And just reverting back to what you said with Nathan, Nathan Barnes, the drummer, hats off to him. It's a nice round of applause to Nathan because he's done a cracking job this season. Absolutely right. We'll come out a little bit of a super there Clive and I'm going to talk superstition to you because whilst we were listening to Nigel Clough you were saying about you're going to go home you're going to put the shirt in the wash and get it ready and then I asked you a question did you wear it at Northampton away? No. Did you wear it at Northampton at home? Yes. Okay. I wear it most times and, and, and to be fair I can't remember why I chose not to at Northampton away perhaps because the climate wasn't going to be um, well, let's say I could wear it without anything on top of it. I see no point in wearing my shirt if yeah. I've got a big thick jumper or, or a coat on top. That's why I'm not bothered with mine this evening because it's freezing. I'm Nash, so I've just got a stag jacket see, on. It I is a stag jacket, in, by the way. It is a I don't jacket. believe in superstition. Apart from you know, I always have the same breakfast on match day. So that in, that in its no, that isn't that in itself uh, is superstition. And I've got some special underpants. <laughs> no, but that's nothing to do with superstition. That's the old age. Can we can we just ask what you have for breakfast then, Clive? On each match day, bacon butties. Oh, bacon butties. bacon cobs, basically. Yeah, um, from Sheffield. Um, so, but the the key point I have with your shirt. Let's say, for argument's sake, you didn't wear it to Northampton away because it was an away game. We are correct me if I'm wrong. The home team Saturday. Correct. Um, yeah. Therefore, it's a home game. Therefore, if you wore that shirt at home and you haven't washed it since, I'm afraid you're going to have to smell, my friend, because if you watch it, if you wash it, show of hand, who thinks that washes away the look? I don't, personally. Cluck, let let me tell you this. Bit. I shall wash it, but not tell anybody I've washed it. We've just told us <laughs> you're washing it. How does that work? Apart from how many followers have we got tonight? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Only about 500 to 1,000 people that will be listening to this between now and Saturday. Uh, there you go. Uh, right, let's talk ticketing. Um, obviously. Um, 
It's all been done online through Ticketmaster. I've seen a lot of messages, by the way, from people on social media um, asking if older people want uh, or people that don't have the, the technology to be able to go onto Ticketmaster if they need help. I've seen a lot of people do that as well. So first and foremost, a massive well done for you to making sure that everybody who didn't have access to uh, to online ticketing was able to get a ticket for, uh, for Saturday afternoon. Um, but there are a few key bits of information that you need to know. So I'm going to go over to uh, the Wembley ticket man, Cam Felton. Uh, so I'm not bore you with the prices because it doesn't really matter. Just need um, the key bits of info. Uh, where to buy, obviously, through the club. Uh, if you go onto the club's uh, Facebook page, Twitter, Instagram, whatever. Mansfieldtown.net forward slash Wembley. Yeah, just, just, there's just lots and lots of ways that you can access that. Uh, Ticketmaster, obviously, they're dealing with it. Uh, you need to register for an account to, to be able to buy your, your tickets. Um, you can only buy 10 in one transaction. So anyone that's going as a group or if you've got a, a, a kids football team that are all planning on going, you need to make sure that you... Can I uh, correct you there? It's more than nine. So you can, you can book nine tickets online as an individual. When it gets to the 10th, you're then obliged to collect data of, yes. the, of the other people yes. and then do it manually. Yeah, you've got to do it complete uh, pro forma. In shall, we, uh, move to, shall we move it's to the good bit? Shall we move to the good bit and presume that people that are listening or watching this have already purchased the ticket? What happens next? So uh, you you're supposed to print your tickets. Uh, now there's been a few issues with other fans uh, last week. Sunderland and Wickham fans not having the, the tickets either printed or the, they've had them printed and they've got damaged in any way, creased, smudged, whatever. The best way to do it, print your tickets and then put it in like a plastic folder, plastic, uh, plastic poly, wallet, po- po- poly pocket and, uh, and fold it when you're actually in the queue to get in because that way you're not getting wet, you're not getting creased. And just for God's sake, make sure you actually bring your tickets before you leave Mansfield. Last thing we want is anyone having to repurchase a ticket because they left theirs in let theirs on the the mantelpiece. Um, it doesn't actually officially say when they go off sale. So, um, and then anyone that's um, well, ticket master say. I don't know whether I don't know whether we're all not to be fair. C's, but uh, I don't think there's any parking left. But obviously, if there is, then. There are well, some websites you can go I to. I booked our parking yesterday and the Mansfield Town Car Parks weren't available for sale. So, uh, unlucky to the one Port Vale fan that was looking to try and buy a parking space and I beat you to it. Um, there are blue badge spaces available, whether there's any left or not. Uh, they're at £15 uh, per space. Uh, you need to go to the official Wembley parking to be able to book that. So www. I'm reliably informed that tickets I'm reliably informed that tickets go off sale at five PM on Friday. Five PM Friday. So get yourself sorted out. If you've not got your tickets, what are you doing? Absolutely. Um, also as well, um there's uh, some information on Twitter which has been shared by Mansfield Police Football. So if you're on our Twitter uh, feed at MTFC Matters, we have um, retweeted that. Um, it's all about like the, the things that you need to know um, on the day, aka um, you know taking bags, um, where you can go for a drink, and things like that as well. Um, I believe we've got um, we've not got box park, have we? We've got just outside Wembley so Arena. We'll go with pubs first, and then we'll go through stadium stuff don't do uh, postcodes just rattle names off so we've got the black sheep the white horse the blue check uh wembley tavern uh, the stadium sports bar the torch 
Crock of Gold and then our fan zone, we've been given the Arena Square. So we are directly outside Wembley Arena. So right under the arch. Uh, Port Vale got Box Park, but uh, we've been given uh, Arena Square. And then we'll go back to you for the the bag policy and the whatever else. To help provide a safer environment for our fans, Wembley Stadium has a strict restricted bag policy for all events. All ticket holders will be prohibited from bringing any bag into the stadium unless it meets the Wembley Stadium regulations as outlined below. Any bag that does not meet these requirements will be refused entry. Bags are to be no longer than A4 height, 297mm, aka 11.7 inches. Uh, in height, in width, that's 8.27 inches, and in depth, exactly the same. Thank you in advance for your cooperation. This policy contributes towards a safer environment and an improved event day experience. For all complete details and a list of FAQs on our restricted bag policy, please click here. And that's on the Wembley so, site, and you can see that by uh, going to our Twitter feed at MTFC Matters. And then there's uh, this is from uh, Alison from the Westfield Stags. They've just announced that they all their coaches are now full. There will be no more coaches. Uh, they've informed. Uh, they've also been informed by the police that if any bus is stopped and alcohol is found on Westfield coaches, the concerned bus will be turned back to Mansfield, regardless of who's on it. I've got a funny feeling that's going to apply for anybody that's taking a coach, yes. to be fair. So, so just don't take uh, booze on the bus. And then also another thing, uh, drinking on the street around Wembley is strictly prohibited. So anywhere within the footprint, which includes from the train station, the tube station at the top of Wembley Way, all the way down to the stadium, around it, and within the vicinity of Wembley Stadium, stricting is uh, drinking is strictly prohibited. Other than under the concourse during, after before the game and make sure you've got and a bank also, load and also one final key point to talk about about key information is make sure you've got a card with you because Wembley Stadium is cashless 100% cashless and it does not take um yeah, uh, does not take cash at all uh, all 10 coaches from the the John Cockle pub are all full uh, SSA coaches are all full as well 17 coaches going down there we were trying to sort of have a little guess weren't we Clive about how many coaches uh, are going down it's 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 going to be there's going to be loads, isn't it? It's got to be pushing, pushing sixty. Well, surely, in, in, if, in if anyone's going out for a Saturday morning drive in Mansfield, don't don't bother. Wait until wait until ten a.m. Everywhere. Wait until ten a.m. Well, the ones I'd worked, I'd got it to at least seventy. Yeah, that's probably reasonably accurate, Alan, because I think other official counts have been less than that. But I, I, that, there are lots of unofficial coaches. Yeah, and there've been minibuses by the by the dozen. But let's put that into perspective. If you had a hundred normal coaches. That's 5,000 fans. Mm. We've sold 15,000 tickets already. An awful lot of people travelling under their own steam. Yeah, there's going to be a, a lot there. Well, every uh, Wembley final needs its own anthem. Last week on the podcast, we said we should turn walking in Memphis into a uh, Mansfield that Matters out well, didn't it? anthem. <laughs> it's going to turn out even better in a minute. Um, and of course, we set Alan the task uh, of uh, putting together some of the lyrics. How did you find it? Very hard, very very difficult, Craig. It's not the easiest song to do, but uh, we got there in the end. We had some fun, didn't we, in the afternoon? We we, we changed a few things and uh, we had a right laugh. And I, I just think, tongue, tongue in cheek, they doing the walking in Memphis, like they said on the iFollow. It was from the first time that they won 
weren't it? That's yes. where it came from. Yeah. But uh, so Reese Oates and uh, Jordan Barry. Explained. Yeah. So basically, all the players after a game pick songs to go on a, a playlist. Um, Ollie Hawkins plugs his phone into one of the big boom speakers, press press a shovel. Um, after they won the first game of the season, they've got the music on. Walking in Memphis comes on. I believe. And it's no shock this that it was Andy Garner's choice, um, and it came on, and that, that became the song. Yeah, well, Andy the Garner, he's the one that shouts more often than not what's on the table. Well, there you go, absolutely. Well, for what you're about to see and hear, I can only apologise, ladies and gentlemen. This is Alan Wilson and the Andy Garner Choir. Every single person's contributed to that. Absolutely outstanding. Just to see George Marius and Cole passing Reed Soaks the ball. Reed Soaks battling forward to the edge of the box. It's Reed Soaks! And it's Reed Soaks! And it is magic! All the match love stags fans watching over a Saturday. Yeah, I got a first class ticket to see his play in the Manchester way. Mansfield always matters for Cluffy, the boys and you. Then in the playoffs we beat Northampton. Where these three centres through for Bowery, 40 from goal. Bowery, he's put Reese's clean through. It's Reese's who scores. Reese's puts back to town. One nil. Murphy in the area. Onto his left foot. Murphy. Mansfield Town's number nine. Right place, right time. No mistake. Oh, Here is Stephen Quinn. Oh, Stephen oh. Quinn will be onside. Shoei, now he's onside. Ball into a Across first time, it comes into Murphy. That is a superb goal from Mansfield Town. Can Murphy try and shoot here? Rolls it in towards Barry. Lockstop's onside. Lockstop will score. And Mansfield Town in front. Stephen McLaughlin against Tom King. McLaughlin steps up. Yes! Up at one. Come on. Two. And McLaughlin rolls it in to the bottom corner. being second bottom after 14 games to having a shot at League One at Wembley Stadium with Nigel Clough at the helm you should always believe 
in the dream. I think that run we had, it was a lot of things go against us, which were out of our control. But to rebound like that, players kept the faith, kept believing, kept playing. And it's sort of accumulating tonight. to Wembley. Go into Wembley. Ladies and gentlemen, I apologise for what you've just heard. Uh, that is Alan Wilson and the Andy Garner Choir with Walking in uh, Walking in Wembley, our unofficial, very unofficial uh, Wembley anthem for 2021. We're all so, so sorry. <laughs> we are. But do you know what? It was a hilarious laugh to, uh, uh, to do that. And we had a really, really, really good time doing it. Right. We've not got long left. We've got about a couple of minutes left. So let's turn our attention finally to uh, the game itself. Clive, it's been a phenomenal season to get to this point. How much pressure do you put on the boys in terms of getting us over the line on Saturday afternoon? Because Port Vale want exactly the same thing. They've had a similar journey. They've got good players like us. They play a different brand of football. It's going to be a tough game, but how much pressure do you put on those lads to try and get us into League One? Once they're out on the grass, the pressure disappears. They'll just click into the mode of professional footballer. And we've no rights to be in this position. So, as far as I'm concerned, we've got less pressure on us than they've got on them. That's a key point, though, isn't it, Alan? You know, they, they've got pressure on them because, you know, they want to get promoted. They've been sort of up there for the majority of the, the campaign. We've had this slow and steady incline to, to get in there. We've surpassed records and, and beaten teams. For me, that takes the pressure off. We've, I guess, like Clive says, got no right to be there. We've earned the right to be there. Now we go and earn the right to win. And I'll uh, revert back to what I said against uh, Northampton. If it's nil-nil after 15 minutes, Craig, we'll win it. Simple as. Cam, been a great season. Can we cl- Can we do it? Can we do have one more moment to get somebody on a T-shirt, to get a, a famous goal-recreated poster? Is there going to be a Craig moment screaming my lungs off? I mean, if there isn't, then you're going to listen to me and Craig cry on the radio. <laughs> so, um have we got it in us? <coughs> yeah, I think the players and the and the staff we've we've come too far to to blow it now. And I don't not not saying that to to heat the pressure on the players, but I just think they they'll just turn up and play because we granted we maybe don't deserve to be there after the season that we've had, but they've bloody worked hard in the second well, it's like the middle part of the second half of this season to get where we are. So. Everyone's got to be, we've got to be galvanised. Ding, ding. And solidified. Ding, ding. And I, I, he's, he's, he, the dog's doing the bell. Um, he wants the ball throwing. Who's, who's, who's not? For, who's so who's got the ball? I don't know who's got the ball. Who's got um, the ball? Alan's got the ball down your left side. But um, I think I, the players will just turn up <laughs> and we've got to hope for it's, it's a good occasion because we've got over 15,000 fans going down. We've got plenty of places to get a drink before the game so those that enjoy it will be quite merry when they get into the stadium so hopefully it'll be a bit louder and a bit more cheerful and then uh... oh we're getting a photo hey right gotta save it <laughs> um, we'll do another one in think, a minute when i'm looking um yeah the fans have just got to back the lads because we've been through x amount of games this season where we've we've maybe been the underdog in the game and, and maybe probably shunt to one a couple of them maybe just both games against Northampton but the lads will go in there under pressure hopefully walking out of the Wembley it'll 
ease that a little bit, knowing that the fans have got their back. This season's been one a hell of a lesson in terms of don't write anything off in life, even when you're struggling, even when it looks like you might not get what you want. Just a little bit of desire, a little bit of hard work and determination can turn things around. That's what's led Mansfield Town to Wembley. And on Saturday afternoon at 4pm, when the teams walk out to the pitch, I, for one, will feel very, very proud of the journey they've been on, regardless of the result. We will be back for another end-of-season podcast. We've got the awards show to do. We've got the end-of-season review to do. And, of course, we've got our reaction to Wembley to do. But, of course, there's only one way to leave you tonight, and that is by reflecting on how the Stags overcame Northampton with a terrific defensive display and a tactical masterclass from Nigel Clough in that uh, second leg at Sixfield Stadium. From Clive, from Alan, from Cam, from me, and from Harry the dog as well. Say hi, Harry, who's been barking away and uh, throwing his ball for us all as well. Thank you very much for watching. We'll see you after Wembley, where hopefully the next time we're on air, we'll be a League One club. Sit back and again, like I apologise for Alan's song, I'm not going to apologise for this. Back in August, when fans were permitted back into stadia, Mansfield Town fans dared to dream about promotion at the end of this campaign. After 14 games, they were second from bottom, but a remarkable turnaround from Mansfield Town and Nigel Clough's men saw them shoot up the league, and now they find themselves just 90 minutes potentially away from a Wembley playoff final with a chance to achieve that dream of promotion to Skybet League One. Going into tonight's semi-final second leg here at Sixfields against Northampton Town who fell out of the automatic promotion places on the final day in the final minutes of a dramatic season. The Stags do have a 2-1 lead. Can they keep hold of it tonight? Mansfield Town make three changes this evening from that side who won 2-1 at Wonkor Stadium on Saturday night. Elliot Hewitt, Kieran Wallace and Lucas Aikens come in. Matty Longstaff, George Maris and Jamie Murphy miss out. This is where memories could be made. Come on you Stags leave everything out on that pitch and take us to Wembley. We're underway. Ref, ref, that'll do. Ref full time, that'll do already. Long ball over the top from uh, Northampton Town, headed away by the Stags. Mansfield looks to pick it up through Aikens. More people taking their seats, which means we can't see. Wallace heads it forward to Quinn, looking for O's. Headed away by Northampton again. Oops. Northampton oh, no. through through the middle here. They might have an early chance. They're on the edge of the area. It's uh, Lewis Apri who's still going. Apri still inside the box, turning up against James Perch. Gets the ball wide. Hoskins, Hoskins turns, Mansfield get players back, but Perch defending well. Hoskins gets the ball in towards the back, Perch is headed towards goal. Oh, save. He's saved by Bishop and turned away by uh, Hawkins, but Northampton have the second ball back in towards the middle. Deflects behind by Lucas Aikens, and there's a corner. Shaky start from Mansfield. That was, you know, poor from Mansfield. He's playing between Hawkins and. I don't know how it's going between them, it's bad, bad defending. And this is where you've got to switch on, they're going to put it on you, you see the crowd. But what a great save from Bishop. John Joe O'Toole wins it in the midfield for Mansfield. Four for Aikens, needs to find a pass. Oh, Here is Stephen Quinn, oh, Stephen Quinn will be onside. Here he, though, he's onside. Ball it towards the end! Get in there! Get in there! Get in there! Come on! Stephen Quinn was in an outside position. But Elliot, it wasn't, stayed onside. Rolled 
it into the middle. Northampton nil. Stags one. Terrific, terrific from JJ there. Absolutely brilliant into Atkins. Atkins put a strip the ball through. Quinn was offside and intelligently left it. Hewitt, who was one side, got onto it, pulled the ball back. And Mack made the run across. And that's why I think he's the best attacking left back in this lead. And what a great finish. And what a position this puts in. This has come from us calming the game down. Taking it sting out the game. Absolutely fantastic. What a great time to score. Now, now it's important. Now it's important for the next ten minutes that we are solid. Pennick just tells the uh, the cameraman where to disappear to as he lines up this long throw, and it comes now. It's towards the penalty spot, headed away by Aikens. Referee looking at it. Northampton have a shot from Hoskins, and it's over the top of the bar. Northampton players furious there. They want the penalty, but not given. This is going to be like this. You know, they're one 0 down. They're desperate for a goal. You know, they're going to be going for every little thing. This way, you need a strong, strong referee and. Uh, I, I don't believe that was a foul from what I see. Quinn, off the feet of Oates, inside the area. Here is Reese Oates, clips it in towards the middle. Oh. Towards Barry, anyway. Aikens brings it down. Oh. blocked by Barry. Hughes oh. is blocked again. And uh, Northampton scrambling away. John Joe O'Toole trying to win it back for the Stags, but Northampton come forward. James Perch with cool. a superb challenge. And Mansfield will come forward again. Here is Hewitt, swings the ball in towards Oates. It's all oh, evading oh. though, and Northampton scamper it clear. Eppier, he's got the challenge of McLaughlin. Eppier, inside the area. Low ball towards the edge of the box Stags need to deal with it Northampton man goes down Never referee says no ball still in the box Stags get back Northampton call for a penalty again ball still loose in the Stags box and this time it's one of them away good refereeing because he's been put under it there has never ever been a foul there on both challenges both good challenges and excellent refereeing Northampton every player in the Stags half by the keeper pumped in by McWilliams Mansfield on the cusp of Wembley it's in the Stags box oh. it's clear but it's given straight back to the Cobblers once more with uh, McWilliams gets it back to that far side Koi Kai now opportunity for a ball that's a bit of headed away moves to the way by Ollie Hawkins and O'Toole completes the Come clearance goes back for McWilliams that's it 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 now, what a performance. What a performance. So there you have it. That is how the Stags reached Wembley on a dramatic night at the Sixfield Stadium in Northampton. Can Mansfield Town give us one more moment of magic on Saturday afternoon at Wembley Stadium? Now, if you can't get there, if for whatever reason you're one of the few who just can't make it to Wembley on Saturday then make sure you've got Mansfield 103.2 on full match commentary, the final full match commentary of the season. Cam Felton, Lee Wilson alongside me. We've got people scattered around the ground as well. Kevin Kent in the stands, Reese stays there as well. And I'm sure we'll be coming to catch up with other people in the round the stands as well. Full match commentary live from Wembley. But if you've always wanted to listen and you've thought, oh, I can't get it because I'm not in Mansfield, I don't have FM, you don't need to worry it's also going to be online at mansfield103.co.uk. It's also going to be available via the Mansfield 103.2 app, which also means that if you go into Wembley, you can actually listen to the build-up throughout the entire day, starting with Cy Gilmore at Saturday Wembley breakfast from 7am. Make sure you've got Mansfield 103.2 tuned in on your phone via your smart speakers 
via the website, there is literally no excuse to not be listening to Mansfield 103.2's Wembley special Saturday all throughout the day. And of course, if you're travelling down to Wembley, if you're travelling with any organisation, including our friends at the Stag Supporters Association, please remember a few things. The people who run these coaches are volunteers. They're doing it out of the goodness of their hearts. Please be respectful and mindful of that when you go to those games. We've all seen the horrible scenes as well of fans running on the pitch. Yes, we want to celebrate moments or whatever, but please do so from the safety of the stands and let the players enjoy it. You've seen how the Stags players respond to you guys this season. They will come to you. Nigel Clough has said it. They will come to you. So stay in your seats and enjoy the moment as a collective of fans. And of course, you know, if you're getting anxious, getting stressed about the journey, all the things about that, we're going to try and take your mind off it. We're going to be releasing a handful of episodes of our Stags Stories, the glory of the Amber Generation series for you to listen to on the coaches on the way down in the build-up to the game. We've also got some exclusive content on our podcast feeds right now, including interviews with Kevin Kent, the only person so far to score for the Stags at Wembley Stadium, and the last person to captain the Stags at a playoff final. Kevin Pilkington, both of which have incidentally played for Port Vale. If that's not enough, we will of course be back with a few more shows to round off this season. We'll have the final reaction show of the season. Regardless of the outcome on Saturday, we'll have that for you early next week. And then of course the annual end of season review show, including those all important awards. All that's left from me to say is thank you very much to all of the Mansfield Matters podcast panel for joining me this season and to you guys at home for listening as well. Let's hope on Saturday afternoon we have one more collective moment of magic and somebody can write themselves into the history books and that next season the Mansfield Matters podcast is a League One podcast. Come on you stags! The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with three for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. Beyond the pitch, beyond the results, we're here to connect fans, getting them to embrace the highs and lows of supporting your club because we're not just fans, we're a team. With two in three football fans having struggled with their mental health, we understand that life off the pitch can present its own challenges. That's why we're committed to ensuring you have the tools to stay connected with your friends and fellow supporters. Take a moment to connect with your mates. A simple text or an open conversation can make a world of difference. And if they don't respond right away, don't hesitate to follow up. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.